funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest, these are the funniest people I know. Hello world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. My name is Will Amato, and I'm joined by a cordial cartel of Atlanta's most quarantined comedians. <laughs> cartel was a good word to describe us. Mm-hmm. You look like you're ready to smash a cockroach. He's wearing both his shoes on his hands. I've gone completely crazy. <laughs> this quarantine is getting to me. Also, I like bending my shoes on my hands. Aww. Really weird. Therapeutic. Not completely sanitary as well. That sounds safe. I really thought you had oven mitts on your hand, TJ. The Funniest People I Know podcast is myself, Will Amato. We've got George, TJ, and Alex. We are a group of comedians here in Atlanta. We tell funny stories. We make each other laugh every week on this show. We normally get together, and we haven't seen each other in a really long time. And frankly, friends, other than a trip to the grocery store, you guys are literally all that I've got. Really sweet and sad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I can't say the same. I have a lot of things going on in my life. There is a bit of news that's happened right now. I saw about an hour before we sat down to record. The governor in Georgia is going to open up certain businesses starting on the 24th of April. You'll finally be able to get a haircut. But they have to be socially distant. So how does one get a socially distant haircut? Like from Edward Scissorhands? I think they strap a pair of scissors to the end of a really long yardstick, and then they just somehow do it. You're better off shaving your head. Yeah. Go Britney 2007, and, you know, let's just all get through this quarantine together. (laughs) Well, folks, we've got a great show for you. We've been alone in our homes so long that we've each fallen into some very strange hobbies. On The Funniest People I Know today, we've got a confessional. We're going to admit to you, the listener, and to each other what weird hobbies we are, and and we're going to come clean. There's no reason to hide anymore. We've also each gone back over some old notebooks, and we're going to read a page from an old writer's notebook. I don't know what we're going to find. I found some funny stories about a trip Lily and I went on. I can't wait to hear what the funny people have going on. And then we've got a couple of guests that we want to check in with, famous friend of the podcast, Brenda Lee, and Lester McMurray, who was the guy who proposed to his girlfriend at a French restaurant with the mariachi band. That's a great intro. Good job. Folks, we've had a lot of time on our hands. If you're like the funny people, we've all discovered weird old hobbies that we had. I Marie condoed a lot of old crafts and hobbies and things, and I'm kind of wishing that I'd kept some of that stuff. Anybody else? No, I'm too lazy to clean. TJ, have you rediscovered an old hobby? Yes. I had picked up my hobby again of dog spotting. Since I live in an apartment complex, I live up above the street, and I'm able to spot dogs on the sidewalk. Sometimes I look out the window and spot various breeds that I have on my checklist. So far, I've seen a pit ski, which is a pit bull and husky mix, and then a formation, which is a corgi dalmatian. And... (laughs) A chusky, which is a chow chow, and a husky cross. I've seen two more, which are a lab ski, which is a Labrador and husky mutt, and then a chug, which is a pug and chihuahua. 
there are so many Huskies and Husky mixes in Atlanta, which I always thought was kind of silly because it's so damn hot here. I see him at the gay bar all the time, so it's definitely... (laughs) (laughs) Well, TJ, that sounds like a fun hobby, folks. If you'd like to play along at home, TJ, do you have a list or something you can share with our listeners? Sure, I do. TJ, you should make a bingo card. I'll make a bingo card. I think we should write perhaps a feature-length article about this, because it sounds really fun and safe. I have enough to write. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, guys. My name is Alexandria, and I have started to cook and clean again. I used to love those things, and then I got a job and had to try to work to live. That just takes so much energy. And then I was like, no, I'm not cooking. Who has time to clean? Clothes everywhere. But now that I'm home all the time, I have no choice but to finally fold my clothes or to vacuum or cook the food that's sitting in my refrigerator. Like, I have no excuses now. And I can cook. Those are my habits that I have picked up again. Well, I can't wait for an invitation after all this passes to enjoy some of your cooking. (laughs) TJ, is a small amount of fancy cheese from a sustainable purveyor still acceptable or no? If I want to be in the bathroom for the rest of the day, yeah, totally. (laughs) TJ has its own reasons. This is something I've needed to share with you guys for a while since we're getting all confessional and honest with each other. Oh, I'm so proud of you. I knew, but, you know, I'm so proud. And congratulations. (laughs) It's a weird age to do it, but we all accept you. Congratulations. Thanks, TJ. You know, Lily was the one that was hard to tell about this. Yeah, I'm sure, because she was locked and loaded. But, you know, I think she'll take it fine. And with this particular issue, she's on the other side of the spectrum. Yes, yes, yes. But... She has a lot of dogs, so I think she'll be fine. That's a great point, TJ. Thank you. I am a 32-year-old man, and I still collect Disney pins. (laughs) Oh, that went in another direction. Did it? (laughs) I guess not. (laughs) During quarantine, I've rediscovered my collection of Disney pins that I ran around the parks collecting as a child. I really like the pirate ones in particular, Unzipping my official Walt Disney World pin display case feels like opening a chest of buried treasure. Yes. I have no idea what you're talking about. Wait, yes, no, yes. It's the pins they collect on lanyards at the park. Like pin, like P-I-N pins. Oh, my God. Will is showing us so many pins. There's some, like, skull and crossbones, and, oh, my God, Will, so many. You trade them, right? Yes, so you can run around the parks and essentially harass the staff members to trade up for better pins, and they're not allowed to say no. It's fantastic. Wow. This was a really fun activity. I just want to share with you guys three of my favorite pins that I truly hold dear. One is Kermit the Frog holding a lightsaber. That's awesome. He's dressed (laughs) like a little Jedi. I call him Jedi Kermit. I also really love my Smee pin from the movie Peter Pan, except Smee for some reason is a chess piece. And finally, Jack Skellington, Mickey Mouse, because that makes a lot of sense. George, what about you, buddy? Hi, my name is George. Hey, George. Hello, George. And I've found myself addicted to fancy bubble baths. (laughs) Yes. Not a hobby. Not a hobby. 
it's not a hobby. A hobby is something like collecting something like pens or something. Like, <laughs> not collecting water wrinkles. What? No. Okay. I'm going to be with George on this one. I just did a quick search of bubble bath groups on Facebook. <laughs> and the bubble bath community page has over 4,000 followers. 4,000 people are on my side, TJ. That is so weird. Does it say that it's a hobby, though? Well, it says it's a community. That is weird. That sounds... The queen of bougie living, I think George is right up the alley of creating the perfect hobby. Because I would like to define a hobby as not only collecting, but doing something. And that is exactly what George is doing. Yeah. Because everyone does it. A lot of people take baths. I mean, not everyone, 50% maybe of the population. So, no, it's got to be like a niche. It's got to be like a niche thing. You know? <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. No, you can't. You can't. No. That's not like. I didn't, like, I didn't expect this to be so controversial. Making bath bombs maybe could be like a hobby. They are bath bombs. It started when I hurt my leg and the doctor prescribed three 15-minute Epsom salt baths a day. And then that was a little boring. And then one day at Kroger, it was like 10 for 10 bath bombs. So I bought some and that's now become part of the obsession. Like suddenly got fancy and there's like a candle and a bath bomb. And then I started pouring a drink and then the Fiona Apple album came out. So there's been a lot of Fiona Apple lately. My favorite part of coronavirus that I hurt my leg and had to take these baths every day. I won't eat dinner when I get home from work until after I've taken my bath. That's like getting a pedicure and saying that's a hobby. That's a lovely hobby. That's like taking care of yourself. That's like self-care. No, that's not a hobby. Wait, so it's like getting your hair done, not a hobby? No, not at all. That's like something you need to do. What about wearing a tank top? Is wearing a tank top a hobby? Not a hobby. Not a hobby. Well, wait a second, guys. Merriam-Webster defines hobby as a pursuit outside one's regular occupation engaged in, especially for relaxation. I would say that's especially then counts. No. Yes. Not a hobby. <laughs> for our next segment, folks, we have gone through some old notebooks and picked out a page that we're going to share for you. Alexandria is going to flip through a notebook, find a random page, and read it to us for some commentary. With me moving, a lot of my old notebooks are somewhere in Patricia's home, Patricia being my mom. I just found a random page in my current notebook. It was questions dealing with relationships, like, how does your family deal with conflict? Question number two, will we have children? And if we do, will you change diapers? What I realized is that this was a series of questions that I had started to ask as like relationship questions, like things you talk to your partner about before settling. But I did this six months after I had gotten married. <laughs> it's absolutely too late now. Yeah, because at this point, like you got who you got. Oh, I should have asked that first. Yeah, maybe you don't want to ask them now. Some of these are like, damn, that would have been a good question to know before. <laughs> what else do you wish you'd ask Leon? The biggest question that I wish I had asked was if we have kids, who is changing the diapers? Because I think Leon is going to leave the diapers on me if we have kids is what I've gathered from asking him this question. Yeah. And I'm going to throw a poopy diaper at him. I see the resentment coming. I found an old notebook from when I was in Costa Rica, and I'm just going to read you some of this journal about an adventure we had in a little place called Puerto Viejo, which is on the Caribbean side. 
Puerto Viejo is indeed a strange town. It's both Tico and Afro-Caribbean, evidently due to Jamaican immigrants in Costa Rica. It's dusty and colorful. The black sand beaches across from our hotel are really lovely. Today is our last full day in Costa Rica. I'll be taking a healthy dose of Pura Vida home with me. I was caught in the dirty, nasty, self-righteous web of capitalism and now feel more balanced and ready to continue my spiritual journey. (laughs) (laughs) We spent the week at Kaya's place after being chased away from the Coconut Grove Hotel by an angry German woman demanding payment and settled into a king suite with air conditioning. We were just across the street from the black sand beach and swam in the sunset every night. We ate coconuts, the most delicious sweet mangoes in the world, and papaya. We ate three times in an amazing Italian cafe run by a couple who moved from Italy to Puerto Viejo. They made a vegetarian Mediterranean sandwich that could knock over a truck. I rediscovered my love for mango banana smoothies and came back with Costa Rican coffee. This was funnier when I read it earlier. (laughs) It's very whimsical. It's very Willamato on that vacation high. They'd be like, I know the answer to the universe, and I'm going to take it back with me and change the world. And then yeah. you, know, you go back to life. Mm-hmm. TJ, what do you think about that? Yes, I must definitely also agree that, uh, you know, yes, what all that was included, um, you know, like. You have no idea what he's talking about. Yes. No, <laughs> like, that's like an answer you give in an English class when you just woke up when the teacher asked you the question. You know, I was pretty good at it. TJ, what do you got in your notebook, pal? I have a list of things you can get for free on your birthday. This is starting with Panera. You can get a pastry. And then at Benihana, you can get a $30 free meal. And then Denny's, you can get a free Grand Slam breakfast. Jersey Mike's, you can get a free sub. And Waffle House, you can get a free waffle. And Dairy Queen, free shake, Caribou Coffee, free drink, and also Subway, another free sub. Yeah. Did you hit all these? I did. <laughs> it was an adventure. When's your birthday, TJ? My birthday is always at the end of July, same day as Harry Potter's. That's not a date. <laughs> People normally give a number. At the end of July. That, everyone knows there's 31 days in July. But the 29th and the 30th are also the end of July. Is that how you give your birthday at, like, the doctor's office? Yes. Well, I, of course, write it down, but they're like, oh, the end of July. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's the end of July, 31st. (laughs) Yeah. Planning out your birthday and free drinks and food that you get, does that count as a hobby? It's a hobby on your birthday, I would say. So, (laughs) yes. I don't know if the relaxing part is in there, but, yes, it definitely takes a lot of time. Sounds stressful trying to get all that done in a day. Sometimes it is. But if I'm not paying for anything, i say it was worth it. Thank you, TJ. George, what do you got for us? I found a yellow legal pad page here from August 21st, 2015. It's so hot in this room. I'm drip, drip, dripping sweat. Wipe, brow, drip. Wipe, brow, drip. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a sweaty Alice in Wonderland, like I'm about to create an entire sea of my sweat droplets. No one else seems to be sweating, which is really weird. Why am I the only hot person in the room? What if I have a different climate from the others, like Eeyore, but with humidity rather than a rain cloud? (laughs) What? Eeyore always reminds me of Marilyn Manson. I doubt many others feel this way. 
This is probably because my friend Charles, with his Eeyore disposition and Marilyn Manson obsession. What would happen if Eeyore and Marilyn Manson met? They'd literally have nothing in common. Plus, the rain would make Manson's makeup run, and he would look extra scary. Piglet would freak out. (laughs) Marilyn Manson is the Eeyore comparison that I didn't know I needed. (laughs) Because I've been trying to pinpoint his disposition for years. I'm sorry. I just had to say that real quick. I don't understand why Pooh's friends are all so gay. I wonder if it's because they're British. What's with Christopher Robin's gay-ass shoes? (laughs) Yeah. He'll probably rebel when he grows up. Start dressing grungy or alternative. What if Chris Robin grows up to be a big Marilyn Manson fan? Grown goth Christopher Robin returns to his childhood home where he looks absolutely ridiculous in his getup next to the fancy British decor. He walks into his bedroom and the toys are all scared poopless. After a while, Owl, a rabbit, one of the bossier ones, will speak up and ask, what's wrong with you, Christopher Robin? Of course, he'll be all gloomy and standoffish. It'll break Pooh's heart. He'll eat his feelings in honey. Piglet will be a frightened, quivering mess in the corner. Kanga was always the voice of reason, so she'd probably be nice, but she certainly wouldn't be allowing Rue to play with the weird goth kid in the Hundred Acre Wood. (laughs) Eeyore will probably be the only one who gets him. They'll be the two outsiders, finally together. It's a strange world when Eeyore goes from being marginalized to Christopher Robin's best friend. I don't know what type of trip you just took me down, but I, I love it. What are you No. <laughs> These poo characters reimagined are everything. I feel like this needs to be something because I'm loving this imagination of what happens when goth Christopher Robin walks into his bedroom. That's such a funny image in my head right now. I don't know why I imagine him kind of looking like Donnie Darko. <laughs> it would have to be like Jake Gyllenhaalish or something. <laughs> One of the funniest things to me is that no one is goth in their adulthood. There's not a goth teller at the bank. No one has a goth attorney. It stops at a certain point, and I just always wish that it didn't and that you just found those people out in our society. I think it stops unless you're Marilyn Manson. I think (laughs) Billy Joe Armstrong maybe half the band of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. (laughs) I also once worked with a producer called Tattoo Steve, He was called that because every square inch of his body is covered in tattoos. He's another one that seems to have been able to bring that into adulthood. Do you think bikers were goth people at some point? No, I think they beat them up. They were like definitely bikers in high school. They were never not bikers. They were the kids who rode the big wheels. Exactly. They started on the big wheels. And they had beards. As children. Wait a minute. We're getting zoomeranged right now. Oh, gosh. Hello. Who's on the line? Hello, can y'all hear me? Oh my God, it's Brenda Lee. It's Brenda Lee, just calling to say hi. I'm glad you're still alive at your age. Oh Oh my God, well, hey, Brenda Lee. (laughs) That's not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) How are you holding up in this Rona? Well, I'm making it. Yeah, my grandson brings me my groceries and that's pretty sweet. So we're doing good. I got my dog here. We're just holding here, reading the news, clinging to the Lord, doing our best. How has life 
changed for you in coronavirus? Well, I used to go out every day and get me a drink at Dunkin' Donuts. I got one up here at the end of my street, but I haven't really been able to go out and get some, so I've been making Folgers coffee, and it's fine, but it's not my favorite. Yeah. No, Dunkin' Donuts is the best. Yeah, because you can get it with some Irish cream, and I really like that, and I'm also part Irish, so that's part of it. <laughs> it's just very good. Well, I'm glad you're still doing okay. What's life like in your neighborhood? Oh, listen, we've got some sweet neighbors, but I got to be honest, not everybody here is taking this very seriously. I have a woman in our neighborhood, Winona Anderson, and she is constantly in everybody's yard. And I'm just telling you right now, I don't think she's keeping her distance very well. And we don't want her hydrangeas, but she don't get it. We look at her a lot from the window. I won't answer the door personally, but Winona's always been kind of nosy. So you just got to, you know, do your best. Hide when you can. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, why no? No, that's pretty good. <laughs> I just came up with this. <laughs> Y'all are really funny. I really like this podcast. Oh, thanks, Brenda Lee. We're glad you're tuning in. Have you made it to church lately? Well, my church is streaming online right now. We can't go in there to meet. So we get on Zoom calls sometimes for church, but sometimes my pastor streams live, which is pretty neat. My grandson showed me how to get on there. It's pretty technical. Uh, so Jesus is on the Internet. Well, Jesus is everybody, sweetheart. He's everywhere. He's all around. True, even on Zoom. What is church like on Zoom? Do you feel the power of the Lord as strongly as when you're there? Well, baby, I always feel God because he's everywhere. But I will tell you, I don't kind of like getting on Zoom for worship because there's this woman. And now, listen, I don't like to gossip, but I don't think she hears this podcast. Her name is Bethany. Winderson, and she is always singing too loud, and so I can't even hear my worship pastor, and sometimes I just want to say, hell, honey, if we wanted to hear you sing, we'd ask you on a Sunday, but her face keeps popping up every time she opens her mouth, and I can't turn that off. Hey, Brenda Lee, what have you been watching on Netflix during coronavirus quarantine? Well, I ha I'm going to be honest. I have watched Tiger King, and it's a little bit offensive, but it's also pretty good. Do you think Carol Baskins killed her husband? Now, I would never claim to know the heart of another human being, but I for sure think she did it. <laughs> Brenda Lee, have you ever been to a zoo like that? Well, honey, yeah, I live in the South. Hell, there's zoos like that everywhere in the country. You walk down the road, zoo, come on. He's got some fences he probably bought down on the Craigslist. I don't know what. <laughs> so I have, honey. I've been to several zoos in my time. Are you living with anybody right now? And what's it like to be stuck in the house? Well, I can't kindly tell you about who I'm living with because privacy issues, but living here is a little bit lonely sometimes, and yeah. my grandson is not the best company. You're just calling everyone out. 
Well, I don't know if he listens to your podcast. No offense, because I know it's funny, but he don't really do the same things as me. It sounds like you and your grandson have a lot of time together. When outside opens up, what's the first thing that's on your mind to do? Well, as soon as I can go out, honey, I'm going to Golden Corral. My grandson gets me there about 10, 15 a.m. so you can get breakfast, but then they're going to bring out lunch pretty soon so you can get <laughs> lunch and you don't even have to pay twice. I love it. So, That's yeah, great. I like that. I might have to do that. And you probably will get there before a large crowd, so you'll still be practicing social distancing. That's, That's a good right. time to go. I'll probably still wear my mask, but I'll have to take it off to eat. So I haven't kind of figured that out yet, but I'm going to do my best. I have one with the American flag on it. I have another one that has a cross on it, and it says, Jesus is love. And then I have another one with these little babies, and it's like they've got a statue of a baby on this fabric. It's really pretty. And then I have one more with some kitty cats on it, but that's probably my favorite besides the cross one. Oh, TJ's got that one, too. So uh, I just want to ask you a few questions. Don't think too hard about it. Just throw them out as fast as you can think. I'll do my best. Who has better food, the Greeks or the Italians? I have to say Italians because I love the Olive Garden. (laughs) (laughs) How do we convince more people to become vegetarian? Oh, baby, I don't know. You're asking the wrong girl, honey. I just ate a pork sandwich for dinner. I had me a, what are they called, a, a Big Mac for lunch that my grandson got. I mean, I eat meat every day, honey, every meal. Well, thank you, Brenda Lee. It's so great to have you on the show. and We wish you health and happiness and love from the Funniest People I Know podcast. Well, that is sweet. I love all of you guys. And my dog says hi. And y'all be safe and take care. Bye now. George, I think we've just been Zoomerang a second time. Oh, but I don't know what's going on. I shouldn't have posted it on Twitter, I guess. You shouldn't put the oldest person on the cast and started with the technology. That's a good point. (laughs) Who's on the line? Hey there. This is Lester. How y'all doing? All right, all right. It's our old friend of the podcast, yeah. Lester McMurray. Folks, if you haven't heard the episode with Lester, he called in with this great story about how he proposed to his girlfriend in this French restaurant, and there were snails, and he'd hired a mariachi band. She unfortunately turned him down and ran away with one of the band members. First off, there were no snails. It was escargot. And second off, we are doing all right. It is now myself. Jorge and Mary Lou all sheltering in place. And I must say, we are doing swell. Actually, as a matter of fact, they let me move into his place. (laughs) You see, mariachi playing is actually quite lucrative compared to what I used to do, which is mainly beg for change. (laughs) We are doing all right. I have my own bedroom. It's fantastic. Congratulations. Are you guys cooking together? Let me preface this by saying that they're cooking and doing a lot of things together. And I'm just kind of along for the ride. But considering the amount of shortages and things like that that we are facing, I have become a master of all things saving, including a simple can of sardines. Hmm. Now, let me tell you, when you see a can of sardines, what do you think? Carol Baskin. I don't know who that is, but all right. He's from Jorge's other bedroom. 
All right, so sardines, not just a tasty treat within a can. When you go out to the gas station and you buy yourself some tasty sardines in a can, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking you're going to go home and you're going to open that and you're going to take out that lovely tasty fish and you're going to put it on a cracker. And then you're going to have a cracker with fish on it. And then you're going to eat it and it's going to be delicious. But then what do you do? You are left with the can. And let me tell you, you may see just a leftover can, but I see infinite possibility. Wow, I have mastered the sardine can technique and the technology that holds in within that delicious fish anytime, anywhere. I have discovered all kinds of new things to do with that little piece of metal. And let me tell you, I am going to go into each and every one of those wonderful uses for you right here and right now. Okay. <laughs> We're sheltering in place. We have literally nowhere to be. This has never been a problem for me. Exactly. I've never once bought a sardine can. I'm about to change your life. Famously, you'd recycle it. You'd put it in the recycle bin, and it would get taken away. Oh, oh, I recycle most certainly. In fact, let me tell you the ways in which I recycle that sardine can. First and foremost, take yourself a piece of cloth, an old T-shirt, a washcloth that you are no longer using, cut a small square, put it inside the can. Now you can put it over your ear, and it makes wonderful earmuffs. Because, as it turns out, you need something to protect yourself from the raucous lovemaking that is occurring in the bedroom next door. I did not know this moving in. Jorge's a screamer. <laughs> uh, that's ingenious. It does not end there. Because in this time of need, sometimes you will need to go out to the store to purchase more sardines because you need something to eat with your tasty crackers. So, what you do... You now tie a can of string, or whatever you can get, and you put that metal tin over your nose and your mouth, and you now have a mask in which you no longer have to worry about any sort of germs, and you're getting a face full of fishy flavor the whole time. That's genius. Third, when you are waiting because the sports are not on and you are tired and you need some athleticism, you don't even have to worry about it. Just remove the string and shove that thing down your jock strap, and you got yourself a cup right there. <laughs> Three uses for a sardine can, and you don't even have to change out the cloth that you put in the thing. You can just pull it out and go to the next thing. My mask, my jock strap, and my earmuffs all in one container. Oh, well. That is upcycling if I've ever heard it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. And that is not all. That is not all one can do with the wonderful things that are contained within a sardine can. I know you are thinking to yourself right now, what could I possibly do with a wrapper? Well, we are facing a toilet crisis right now. We don't have enough toilet paper. Guess what you can do that wrapper for? <laughs> I, I don't want to. We want you to tell us less. It's perfect there. for drying your hands, you freaks. What are you thinking? <laughs> yes. yes, I thought That's so. What I was I thinking. Wanted... Exactly. Wiping your ass is what the lid's for. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And finally, and this I am most proud of, even the oil inside of that sardine can can be used as a sexual lubricant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your lover will be more than entertained by the sweet, succulent smell of fish coming from your groinal area. <laughs> Why, yes, I have become quite economic amenable during this time. <laughs> you know, troubling times breed ingenuity. Yes. Exactly. I never would have come up with so many uses for my sardine can. But you know what? I have to because, quite frankly, this is all I can afford to eat. 
whenever Mary Lou and Jorge begin their nightly mating ritual. Well, just listen to myself eating some fish on a cracker, thinking about what I'm going to do. <laughs> well, that sounds Let's, poetic. Uh, are you dating again, or do you plan to date again? Of course. Why do you think I need the sexual lubricant? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What's your favorite Pixar movie? Blue. Okay. What do you like on your pizza? Blue. Are you saying blue because you're thinking something dirty that you can't say on the podcast, or do you literally mean just the color blue? Oh, I just thought of the first thing that came to my mind, that it was the color blue. <laughs> Lester, what is your favorite word? Oh, that right there is a hard one. I have a feeling. <laughs> yep, I'm going to have to do it. It's blue. I love blue. <laughs> what is your favorite kind of bird? Blue. A blue bird. <laughs> okay. And finally, last question. Will you mm-hmm. mourn the death? of the apostrophe in modern rhetoric? Yes. As I sit here pontificating about whatever grammatical errors and mischiefs and mischiefs that I happen to see whenever I am looking at the good word, because I happen to be quite the wordsmith myself, why I get so tired of seeing where individuals seem to be erratically and erroneously mistaken and misplacing where they need to put their dangly bits. <laughs> <laughs> Lester, I am so delighted that you zoomeranged us. We wish you safety and health and happiness and well-being during this troubled time. And I wish you more sardines than you can spit at. Thanks, Lester. Great to talk to you, pal. It's always a pleasure. Talk to you all later. We had two friends call in and see how we're doing. It's, it's nice to have folks looking after you, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's nice to hear from old friends. Speaking of old friends, we had someone write in again. I never understand why this happens. They want some advice from you, TJ. I don't know why either. It makes no sense at all. The uh, GARS attorneys want us to make sure people know that TJ is not qualified and you take his advice at your own peril. All right. Dear TJ, I have fallen in love. My friends seem to disapprove, but I am happier than I have ever been. You see, ever since quarantine started, I have found myself in a serious relationship with my iPhone Pro Max. I just call him Max for short. (laughs) This has been the greatest relationship I've ever been in. Max is always there for me. He listens. He plays me music. He tells me stories. He answers my questions. We watch movies together, cook together, and laugh together. The only thing I can't do is take a selfie with Max. I can't imagine how I ever lived without him. I heard about a woman who married the Eiffel Tower, and that makes me wonder, how would I propose to Max, and what do I tell my parents? (laughs) Signed, Carrie. Carrie, I think you should get married to Max. Love is love is love, and... I think they'll be very happy together. And I see you having great, high-quality marriage photos. I wish you all the best. As far as telling your parents, maybe a nice text message from Max. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes um, written word is better than spoken. You know, this is one of those things you just, you got to text. 
What would your mom do, TJ, if she got a text that's like, hi, this is Max on TJ's phone, just letting you know we're in love and getting married. Can I call you mom? She would be like, who's this? I think you have the wrong number. Please don't text this number again. I don't know. I hope it works out better for Carrie then. Tell your mom that she has a text message coming from Max. You know, whatever makes you happy, follow that light, Carrie. Yes. Follow that and your heart will be full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Andrea, have you ever owned an inanimate object and just thought, maybe this could go somewhere? My Vitamix. It <laughs> is a game changer. Mm-hmm. What was that show where they had like a weird obsession? Yeah, and one was in love with her fire truck or something, and like one was in love with a theme park ride, and yeah. the guy was in love with his car. So it, it wouldn't be out of the norm, I would say, for Carrie to marry her phone. I get so. it. I love Post-it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Like, know what you love. Know what treats you well. Governor Kemp in Georgia has just sent down a decree that you will only get stimulus money if you get married to one of the inanimate objects that you already own. We have the next few minutes to decide. So, Alex, what's it going to be? Is it the Vitamix? It's my Vitamix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can puree. I can chop. I can make smoothies. I can mix recipes. It's just nothing but a win. I I pick Vitamix all day. I think you're going to have a smooth marriage. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. TJ, Uh, how bad do you want that stimulus, buddy? What is it? What is the – it's something you already own. What's it going to be, pal? I would say my Roku, even though it gets overheated sometimes and things can get a little loud, I would say, and it needs to cool off sometimes. Even though, yeah, I just need to, like, get a fan. I'm going to get greedy and say my house. I've really enjoyed being quarantined in the woods. I'd marry my house. It's lovely. For me, it would be my hammock. Would y'all be swingers? (laughs) (laughs) That brings us to the end of another episode of the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Funniest People I Know, or on Twitter at Funniest People I, or email us at Funniest People I Know at gmail.com. Do us a favor by leaving a review on iTunes and subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. Special thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show, and to the Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta for hosting us. And a special thanks to our wonderful guest, Brenda Lee and Lester McMurray. We're so glad to have you both on the show. And also a couple of contributing writers, Evan Conaway and Abigail Williams this week. Thank you both as well. Folks, stay safe out there. Have yourself a hilarious week. Bye. Bye. Bye.